Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Hello, dear listeners. Today I'm excited to speak to you about the only way you and I can have hope for beyond this life. When we fell in paradise, we fell out of favor with God. We broke fellowship with our Creator, and we thereby became subhuman. We became liable to eternal judgment. For God is a God of justice. He's true to His Word. He called for man to trust and obey Him, otherwise man is going to be punished. He will have to now provide a payment to cancel his debt because we didn't follow God's word. Well, what does that payment need to look like? The payment has to be twofold. The first is the payment needed in order to be released, let go, from the kingdom of Satan. And it's the payment you're probably more familiar with. Someone had to die to pay for sin. Someone has to bear the curse of God against sin. And the ultimate curse is death, as God threatened in paradise. Yet a second payment is also required. Why? Well, because man not only needs to be rescued from that kingdom of Satan, but he also needs to be given access once again to the kingdom of God. And the way for that to happen is by the payment of obedience, a righteous life. This is in order to fulfill the obligation that God had given Adam and Eve in paradise to obey his word. So a double payment is needed. Bear the punishment and fulfill the obligation. In other words, and to actually flip the two around, live a righteous life and suffer God's anger that results in the curse of death. Well then, could just any man make this payment? It's pretty hard to do when every last person is a sinner whose debt continually increases. Psalm 130 verse 3 says, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? We cannot make the payment of an obedient life because we are daily disobedient. And yet at the same time, Ezekiel 18 verse 20 says, The soul who sins shall die. So what do we do with all this? We ourselves cannot make the double payment for sin, yet we have to. In God's design, there was only one way out, through a substitute. This substitute had to be both man and God. And this leads us, dear listeners, to the mystery of the gospel. We cannot understand how a person can be true man and true God at the same time. But this is what the Bible teaches was necessary. Hebrews 2 verse 17 in the New Testament speaks about the substitute. He had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God 
to make propitiation, the atoning sacrifice, for the sins of the people. The substitute had to be like us to work for us. And he had to do his work in perfect obedience to satisfy that one part of the payment. There's more. Even if the substitute were a true, righteous man, that does not mean that he would be able to bear the burden, the weight of God's infinite wrath against sin. And that's what he had to do. So, at the same time, he had to be true God, so that with the help of his divine nature, he could bear in his humanity God's anger. It's just that serious. Payment to get anyone out of a hopeless situation could only be done by the one who is both man and at the same time God. Jesus Christ is the only one who satisfies this profile. As Son of God, he came in the flesh. He learned to crawl and walk as other children. He became tired and slept. He wept. He grew too weak to carry his own cross. He was a man of flesh and blood. He had to be. He could never have freed anyone from God's wrath if he had not been one of us. He was also a righteous human. He was the high priest without sin. 1 Peter 2 verse 22 says, He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. He perfectly followed all God's ordinances. And then without a doubt, he was also true God. If he had only been a man, he would have been crushed under the weight of God's wrath against sin in a moment. You see, God is infinite in every last way, in his holiness, mercy, love, grace, and yes, also his holy wrath against sin. An infinite burden can only be lifted by an infinite being. And Christ did that. He carried away the burden. He made the double payment by living a righteous life and dying a brutal, God-forsaken death. That's why he cried out on the cross those well-known words, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because his father, during those three hours of utter darkness, had forsaken him while pouring out his wrath against sin upon his son. And so we need to know that Christ made the full, twofold payment. Not only did he suffer and die as a substitute, but he also lived as substitute, both at the same time. To say it differently, Christ, throughout his whole life, bore God's curse, especially on the cross, and throughout his whole life obeyed the law of God. So the Apostle Paul refers to Christ, yes, as the last Adam. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 45. He came into the world as the first Adam. And like the first Adam, he was required to live by faith. 
He had to answer God's love by loving him back. He, like the first Adam, was called to dedicate his life to the Lord. But where the first Adam fell and all humanity along with him, the second Adam triumphed. He came to live an obedient life. But for the second Adam, in his obedient life, there needed to be suffering from beginning to end. For not only did he have to do what God had required of Adam and all humanity, but he also had to atone for the apostasy of Adam and all humanity. He had to pay both in life and in death. And he did. He did what no other human being could do. As true God, he came to share in our humanity in order to destroy the one who holds the power of death, Satan. Christ was the one creature born of a woman who could sustain the burden of God's eternal wrath against sin and deliver others from it. This is what it took for salvation to be possible. God's eternal wrath had to be satisfied. Dear listeners, we come to see in Christ what it means to be truly human. He is the image of the invisible God, the Apostle says in Colossians 1 verse 15, and he reflected perfectly what God is like. He lived without sin. Christ was faithful, truthful, just like his faithful and truthful Father. And then he went to the cross for the sins of the selfish, irritable, hostile, hateful. In Christ, you and I get the perfect picture of what it means to be human. His entire life was a sacrifice of praise and devotion and love to God. Do you see the comfort there is here? In the first Adam, you and I and all humanity perished. But in the second Adam, there is hope eternal. If you believe in this last Adam, then you may be assured that your entire life, from sinful conception forward, was atoned for by the life and death of Jesus Christ. That means that our sinful life is hidden by his obedient, suffering life. Well, dear listeners, we are never going to comprehend how Christ is true God and true man in one. But true faith accepts also things that are too high for me. In faith, see him for who he really is. He became one of us in every single way, except for sin. There is life in this Messiah who is the greatest gift of God. Well, tune in next time to hear how His life can overflow into your life. Thanks for listening. <laughs> 